Welcome to the Raising Boys and Girls podcast. I'm Sissy Goff. I'm David Thomas. And I'm Melissa Trevathan. And we're so glad you've set aside a few minutes to spend with us today. In each episode of this podcast, we'll share some of what we're learning in the work we do with kids and families on a daily basis at Daystar Counseling in Nashville, Tennessee. Our goal is to help you care for the kids in your life with a little more understanding, a little more practical help, and a whole lot of hope. So pull up a chair and join us on this journey from our little yellow house to yours. The Raising Boys and Girls podcast is brought to you in partnership with Minnow. Minnow provides meaningful screen time and shared experiences for families to help you grow in your faith together. Check them out at podcast.gominnow.com. That's podcast.gominnow.com. Hey, David Thomas. Hey, Sissy Goff and Lucy Goff. We have a guest here today we with us. We do have a podcast. guest with us today. She has a lot to say about gratitude. <laughs> she can chime in anytime she, she wants can. to. I love talking about gratitude. This is always one of my favorite topics. Me too. Yeah, it just does so much good for us. It does. So, okay, speaking of that, if you had to say one thing right now that you're grateful for. Besides tacos and Ted Lasso? <laughs> yes. I would say, honestly, I'm really thankful that Thanksgiving is rolling around because mm. I'm an empty nester now and that means all my college kids are coming home, and I'm excited to see them. Really grateful for that. That's so fun. What about you? What are you grateful for? I'm so grateful for fall. I just am so happy when the weather shifts. It just does something for me. I think emotionally even, it lifts me. So, yeah, leaves changing all those things. It's been nice so, in our city. It's been very nice in our city, yeah. Well, should we throw out some ideas about being grateful? Let's do We're going to start with a reminder of something fun that we talked about last season that we'd encourage parents to go back and watch again. A great video that a fun organization called Soul Pancake put together. They do great videos for kids and families. And in this particular one, it was a study that was done where they brought folks in and asked them to identify someone that they were grateful for someone who'd had an impact on their lives. And then they had to write about that person. And then they surprised them and had them call that person and read what they had written. And they were given a happiness assessment before the study and then another one after the study. And what they identified was that there was a significant increase in happiness for folks who camped out in that space to identify somebody that they were grateful for and thinking about the why. But an even greater bump, significant bump in happiness if they actually told that person, if they actually communicated it. And so cool. I know it is. And not surprising when we think about how gratitude changes us neurologically, physiologically, but so neat to think about studies that have been done where folks engage in that practice and you can see evidence of the change that takes place. You remember we did that in my group. We talked about it, and then the kids called. They didn't know they were going to call, so they wrote the letter, and then they called. And I was just thinking, what if families did that? What if you didn't tell your kids you were going to do it, but you talked about it around the dinner table, you had to write a letter, and then they called the friend or the grandparent or whoever it is. That could be a really cool exercise in the next month. Yeah, I would love that. And then give us some feedback. It'd be so fun for you to post about your findings when you experimented with us. Yes, or even come back to this when we post about this on social media and come back and tell us how it went. Either way, that would be awesome. We'll put a link in our episode notes 
so that you can find the video and it'd be a fun thing to watch to get ideas. Yes, that's a great idea. Okay, I want to talk a little bit more about the benefits of gratitude because when I was working on Raising Worry-Free Girls, I found this study that I loved in Forbes that talked about all of these different things, which you just proved one of them. And so I'm just going to read them because I think they're amazing. So the first is that gratitude creates opportunity for more relationships. And they proved that even something as simple as saying thank you to a friend deepens your relationship with that person. Isn't that wow. awesome and fascinating? Gratitude increases physical health. Grateful people actually report less aches and pains. I need to be more grateful as I'm getting older, for sure. Gratitude strengthens psychological health, which we all sure need that nowadays. That it lessens negative emotions such as regret, frustration, jealousy, resentment, all the things we deal with all the time. Gratitude helps develop empathy. It diminishes aggression. I mean, it is so amazing. Grateful people have better sleep habits. Gratitude boosts self-confidence. Gratitude grows psychological strength, which is something we talk about with kids all the time, flexing those muscles. So it's such an important muscle to be flexing. What would you add to the list? Well, it's interesting you said that about muscles because I was thinking about the intersection of gratitude with the social milestones. And Mm -hmm. obviously, we've talked so much about those on the podcast and are always having parents ask us, you know, how can I help kids develop more in this space? And I would say in starting something I said just a minute ago that I think is worth going back to, that gratitude is a practice. Yes. Like anything else. And I think we can tend to think that there just are some kids, some people in this world who are naturally grateful and some that aren't. And I would challenge you to say that kids who don't bend as naturally in that direction can practice in that direction and get better at it. And the added benefit being that if you think about the social milestone of awareness, of reciprocity, of empathy, that kids are developing all those things in the practice of gratitude. Like you're just getting that added benefit of those social muscles are getting stronger and stronger. So just layers and layers of benefit. There sure are. So what are some practical ideas we'd add to that list of things that parents could be doing? Well, I mean, I think always around the dinner table, not just Thanksgiving, but anytime going around and everybody listing things you're thankful for. And I was in my Bible study recently, and we were talking about the importance of gratitude and how it opens the door to joy. And one of my friends said, you know, I feel like my kids get so bored with me saying, what are you grateful for? And she said, I'm trying to learn to ask better questions. And she said, one thing I've been asking lately is, what's something you have now in your life that you wish you had had a month ago? Which I love that question because, you know, it's not a toy necessarily, but something you were praying for, something you were hoping for. Because I think so often we pray for things and we don't stop to acknowledge when they come true. And so I think having a conversation like that around the dinner table, adding different, more creative questions to help elicit gratitude in all of us, I think can be really important. And Minnow actually has this amazing blog post by our dear friend Jess on eight things to ask your kids around the dinner table other than what are you thankful for? So that's a great resource too. That's great. What would you add? I would add creating a gratitude album. It's something we talk a lot about in our offices for adolescents who have their own phone. You can do that in iPhoto easily. And I challenge kids to put pictures of people and places and experiences that they're grateful for. And for younger kids, dogs, pets, absolutely, anything's fair game. And for younger kids who don't yet have a device, you can do that with them. So you could create that with a really young child on your iPad, and then they could 
asked to look at those photos with you. And that's what we would call the good kind of swiping when you're swiping <laughs> through iPhoto and looking so at true. people and places and experiences that you're grateful for. And just this week, I sat with a teenage guy and it was that classic scenario we hear a lot of. He saw a photo on Instagram of his friends together when he wasn't there, wasn't invited. And he was like, I couldn't stop thinking about being left out. And I asked him, you know, what do you think would have helped you? And he had put together a gratitude album and he was like, mm. rather than just staring at that one photo of me not in that picture, I could have been looking at a lot of photos that remind me of people who care about me, people who are important to me, places I've been to that I love that would have gotten me unstuck in that moment. And I think about all the ways that I think we could use this album to help us get unstuck. And I think, you know, any one of us is vulnerable to getting stuck in any given moment. It's a great tool, I think, to get out of that place. What else would you say? I just keep liking to piggyback on yours, but it would be fun, again, for a family to sit together and everybody come up with 20 photos you want to put in your gratitude album. And now, since a lot of us have smart TVs out there, you could even take turns streaming your album and showing your family what are the things that you're grateful for. That'd be a fun, creative way to do it, too. We talk so much about using technology to your advantage. That'd be a a great great way way to do do it. it. The other thing I was thinking about is in the Worry-Free book, I talk about how A lot of the research says worry and gratitude can't coexist. One cancels out the other. And I love the quote from Thomas Merton that says, to be grateful is to recognize the love of God in everything He has given us, and He has given us everything. And I think even that, as we're talking, I would say one super practical thing to do right now, whatever it looks like this week, so often we don't see the things He's giving us because we're just moving too fast. You know, I'm working on this new worry book, and I always wake up thinking about chapter titles and different things. And one of the things I woke up thinking about the other day is moving from worry to wonder. And Mm. I think what it looks like to be in a place of wonder to me is gratitude, and we can't have wonder if we're moving too fast. And so even thinking about, again, this week for you, what's one thing you can cut out of your schedule, one thing you cannot do as a family together that's an activity where you're not paying attention to each other, not connecting, and instead stop and look around at the beauty around you and think of the things that He has given you because He's given us so much. I love that. Worry to wonder. Worry to wonder. That's so great. Sissy, Melissa, and I love to link arms with other like-minded friends who are working to strengthen families. That's why we are so thrilled to be partnering with Minnow to bring you the Raising Boys and Girls podcast. Minnow is a streaming service designed just for kids, but it's so much more than that. Minnow not only provides meaningful screen time, but also shared experiences through devotionals and discussion guides for families to help you grow in life and faith together. Check them out at podcast.gominnow.com. That's podcast.g-o-m-i-n-n-o.com. We're going to end with Melissa sharing some timeless truths with us. My family loves to sit around the table and eat. For years and years and years, we have enjoyed home-cooked meals, many times straight from the garden. There would be a moment of silence right as we sat down to the table looking at all the food. And then usually it would be my Aunt Robbie who would say, "Eh, let's just be thankful and eat, which really meant let's all eat. The be thankful part was 
taken for granted as we should just be thankful inside and not say anything. No action, no words, no song. Just let each person be thankful inside and eat. Well, when we think about gratitude right now, we think about Thanksgiving. Gratitude is a practice. It's not a feeling. It's not an attitude. It's not a thought. But it's a response. It's an action. It's actually doing something. Gratitude is thankfulness coming alive. In Colossians 3, 15 through 17, where it talks about, let the peace of Christ keep you in tune with each other, in step with each other. None of this going off and doing your own thing. And then it says, and cultivate thankfulness. Many times, thankfulness and gratitude are substituted for each other through the New Testament. And in this particular verse, it says, cultivate thankfulness. To cultivate means to create something, to develop a skill. That's what you're wanting to do with your kids. It's actually, again, doing something. Sissy and David mentioned many ways that you can help your children learn how to express gratitude. And in the scripture, it talks about the things that you can do. It says, let the word of Christ have the run of the house. It says, sing, sing your hearts out to God. Let every detail in your life, your words, your actions, whatever, let it be done in the name of Jesus, thanking God the Father every step of the way. Sing your hearts out. I love that. When we respond with gratefulness, when we actually do something, say something, it many times creates an intimacy. In our relationships, as we are grateful with each other, thankful, talking with each other, we grow closer. With that intimacy also comes a sense of fear. And I really think that's what was happening many times with my family, that when we would speak how thankful we were, I think many times there's a vulnerability that's there. We begin to be afraid of feeling and that intimacy of feeling close, and it stirs inside of us. And then I think we become really afraid of losing what we even are grateful for. It's just so much more natural and easier to skip over it or to complain or to talk or make fun, whatever it may be. I love in Psalm 7, 17, the psalmist says, I will give thanks to the Lord because of his righteousness. I will sing the praises of the name of the Lord most high. I will. Just do it. Don't wait till everyone feels comfortable. Don't wait until everybody jumps in and says, oh, I want to give thanks. I want to be the one to say it. Choose to do it. And I love that frequently in the Psalms and other scriptures, it says, I will. I will choose to do it. Psalm 9-1 says, I will give thanks to you, Lord, with all my heart. I will tell of all your wonderful deeds. I will be glad. Those scriptures, I will, I need those so often because I can try to feel something. I can think something. I can dread something. I can study something. But there's a point where you just do it. Psalm 69.30, the psalmist says, I will praise God's name in song. I'm going to sing my gratitude. I will glorify him with thanksgiving. I'm going to put words to my gratefulness. Many times 
what you will be doing for your children is helping them learn how to reflect, helping them learn how to put words to their experiences that day. Just the other night, I was in a Bible study with some college students talking about gratefulness. One of the boys said, quite honestly, by the time I get in my bed at night, I can't remember anything that happened that day. What the group began to do was to help him. If it's just one thing that you remember and you are grateful for, you are thankful for. So with your children, you're helping them learn how to reflect, how to remember, how to think back on their day and say aloud what they're grateful for, to watch their thankfulness come alive. We come alive in our whole being when we are grateful. The Raising Boys and Girls podcast is brought to you in partnership with Minnow. Minnow helps you make screen time meaningful for your family with shows kids love and values parents trust. Check them out at podcast.gominnow.com. That's podcast.g-o-m-i-n-n-o.com. It's our joy to bring the experience and insight we gain through our work beyond the walls of the Daystar House. Join us next time for more help and hope as you continue your journey of raising boys and girls.